0: Wanna roll send to the episode,
1: Garrett? Yes. It. Wait, what the f- This is not the name of episode 13. What is the real name of episode 13? Oh,
0: isn't this called Daddy Battle or something? Wait, it actually is? Uh, at least that's what it said on the subs. I up. didn't actually, like, Wikipedia check it to see if there was another name oh, for no, no Incomplete Daddy Fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously? Oh, that's dumb. <laughs>
1: Seriously?
0: I I kinda like Daddy Fight as a name. It's pretty good. Oh my god, it is called Incomplete Daddy Fight. What the fuck? (laughs) Daddy Fight.
1: Hello, welcome to Journey Through the Duckercast, Cast, a camaraderie retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this episode, we watched Kiva, episodes 13 and 14.
0: We're going down to two episodes and episodes so that we can cut down on length of our episodes.
1: (laughs) And so that it's faster and easier and better to record.
0: Yep. Has anyone complained about it other than Fletch? Because he's doing the editing now? Or...
1: Um No. I don't
0: I mean, even that... think Flesh has complained. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean that's valid. Whoever had a problem it's with it. It's just gonna it, make it just... easier on us. It does make these run a little quicker. Yes. Which I do need to go play more Death Stranding, so that's fine with me right now. Alright, we need to... Nope,
1: I'm banning Death Stranding talk from this <laughs> from this podcast.
0: I'm I'm just gonna you know, that that's fine. You can try. Death Stranding I... is really good if you like delivering packages. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm done. That's all. Okay. Kiva, Kiva. Um, so this
1: first episode is
0: called also about the afterlife. Common writer Kiva. No, I mean I don't know. There doesn't seem to be anything like. I don't. Are vampires like dead or cursed in this universe? Who knows? Yeah, we don't Who actually know. know what's going. How the monsters work in this universe in 14 episodes they've revealed extremely little about what the monsters are other than the fact that i think they're all just other races that have been living on the planet
1: no all the fangai are a single race
0: yeah it's well i think it's okay so this episode past part takes a while to get to it's like five six minutes in but it is jiro with the other two monsters, who we now okay. learn are a merman and a franken.
1: Before you get into that, we need to talk about how this episode is called Unfinished Daddy Fight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Unfinished Daddy there's, Fight. There's some daddy daddy fights going on, that's true.
1: And the second part is what like the other two, what the merman and the frankenstein are doing to Jiro in that scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, the franken is sitting on his back and Apparently massaging his shoulders, although it kind of just looks like he's doing a slow hip thrust. Well, I mean, it looks reasonably like a massage, and that ma- massages just kind of inherently—it is a erotic. very slow, sensual massage. <laughs> no, that means he's doing it right, right? I guess. And uh, the merman is shining Jiro's feet. <laughs>
1: yeah his shoes shoes.
0: and uh they're having a discussion about how man the franken and the merman sure are pathetic losers because they're not doing anything (laughs) to try and make more of their race while Jiro, yeah their plan is just to go extinct well Jiro's plan is to you know go get some get some puss i'm gonna sleep with the strongest (laughs) women and my children are gonna (laughs) rule the world that is very medieval of you, Jiro. Holy shit. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, I did like the trivia at the beginning of this episode, by the way. Did, did you guys watch that one? D- rock and roll comes from rock, which means to rock, and roll, which means to roll. Yeah, it's no way. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. It's very good. But yeah.
1: So I like to think that the the Merman and Frankenstein know that's that's not how it works to repopulate their race i
0: mean I, doesn't it well okay. like if he wants his descendants to like th- the level of coverage he's talking about he would have to marry a woman and she would have to be pregnant for the rest of her life <laughs> like just popping out a baby every year like the duggars uh- I mean, not necessarily, considering that uh, he seems to be able to just kill humans with extremely little threat to himself. But just by you know, he only needs to make a few more of himself, and eventually they'll kill everybody. Yeah, I probably. Guess. I don't He'll like slash it. Eat slash fuck everyone else. But, uh, this 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 episode is kind of a turn for Jiro, who he becomes much more. Um, scummy yeah it definitely makes him seem like more of an antagonist which is it, it just makes me wonder like what his turn is gonna be because i yeah. know that he's nominally a good guy by the time the future rolls around yeah
1: yeah we know he has a turn because he's blue armor upgrade
0: yep oh my god Garrett. Somehow. yeah you're you are totally right that they do do the thing where there's a, a wolf a mirror uh with him being his wolf form in it in this episode.
1: <laughs> I told you!
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Merman and Franken have him, too. We, we, we were talking about this with the uh, the Zeo episode, because <laughs> oh, they Jesus. do it in that one. And uh, I, I just was like, oh yeah, they have done that in Kiva. I didn't know that they like, literally just did it in the other episode you watched. <gasps> Alright, so the next past bit uh, is Jiro is doing swimming training Oh, he's a
1: real shit in this part too. Well
0: uh God, what's her what's Yuri Yuri Yeah, her name is Yuri God. Well Yuri is basically acting as his trainer. And apparently yeah. Jiro is not doing a good time. But then oh no, it looks like uh he's got a cramp and so Yuri jumps in to save him and he's just being an asshole. <laughs> he's like lounging yeah, he yeah, floats to the bottom of the pool. He's, he's, and he's being there. flirty. Cutesy and they, they have this moment where it looks like, oh, they're going to kiss because they're being flirty cutesy. He's petting her head.
1: Luckily, a Toya comes in and ruins
0: it. Yeah, he just <laughs> paddles his way through the scene like, hey guys, what's going on? He's comically bad at swimming.
1: <laughs> yep, and then he proceeds to drown and no one saves him.
0: Yeah. And I so love that he's he's got a hat and sunglasses on his head. As if he's like, no, I can't get my head underwater. And he's paddling a boogie board yeah it's very silly i mm, i like toya more the further we get into these episodes because he's he's a shit but it's like uh, it's fine
1: I, on the level of being a shit he's probably the least of all of them
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's the so one... incompetent it's kind of my way <laughs> uh man there is a lot of future stuff in this episode now that I'm yeah, this about is, it. Mostly, a future, it is mostly it is mostly future. Uh, okay, I think the next past scene is when Jiro is stalking a lady into the forest. Yeah, because yep. uh, she smells of mocha, and so he's gonna kill her. The only finest mocha. And Atoya just comes out. And he's like, "Hey, what's up? Hi." He stops her from walking. At, He's at like, first, oh. I was like, "Is this is that like racist?" But no, she is. She's just Japanese. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it just seemed like a weird thing to say about. Well, it's, his thing is all about it's the smell, smell of coffee. That's right, how he chooses right. who he kills. I did like, uh, in the Zio episode we did, the joke that, like, that's literally, like, his entire life's purpose is coffee just for the next 20 years or so. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm pretty into it.
0: But, uh, Atoya basically just taunts him until he's like, hey, man, I'm a defender of human women. Why are you going after human women? Why don't you just sleep with a monster? Because you're a monster. Uh, Atoya's exact line is, I am an ally of all human women. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, like, it's, it's literally the meme of Otoya, woman respecter! <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And then Jiro proceeds to beat the shit out of him.
1: Because <laughs> there's no more monster women.
0: So he got super uh, angry when yeah. Otoya implied that, hey, you should sleep with your own kind. It, it does seem kind of weird, like, if if he was, like, uh... If he just explained to Otoya, like, well, I would, but, like, they were kind of, like... All of my race except me was genocided by other monster people. You know, maybe Itoi... Itoi oh, would probably be sympathetic then. That, like, yeah, that yeah, would yeah, require that them to actually talk. And not just be, I'm a man and so I have to fight you because you are a man that wants the same woman as me. It, I, I'm i surprised Itoi doesn't ask him. It seems plausible that Jiro doesn't tell him because yeah. he is like a weird like a weirdo masculine like he's overperformatively masculine so he's just not going to volunteer information yeah. or be helpful to people he's not going to sit here and actually talk about his feelings cuz what who does that
1: Yeah. We're not even to peak no one talking to each other yet. Oh boy. I'm looking at you Fies. If he uh... was like,
0: "Yeah, I suffer from a massive level of existential angst because, you know, I'm living in a world that's not mine anymore." Everyone would be probably be like, yeah, that does sound upsetting. We can probably fix that. Uh, that would be a
1: part... really good pitch for a show where everybody just talks about their problems.
0: <laughs> it lasts three episodes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It can be an OVA.
0: That's true. Uh, but the important part of this scene is that Jiro drops the Iksa fist. Right. He doesn't notice he dropped it at first, either. Yeah. That's true. Which begs the question, where did Atoya get... The
1: belt. I, I think it's a package deal. I think if you have one, you just have the other. I, okay. Magic technology, maybe magic little...
0: technology. Maybe that maybe it generates the belt, like how the watches and Zio will like sloop the belt out of them sometimes. That's true. They don't show it do that, but you know, hey, whatever. Alright, and the next little, uh, that scene ends with, it's just, you see a lens flare blocking the camera as Jiro beats the crap out of Atoya. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty savage looking. Uh, the next scene, next pass, the next and last pass scene is Jiro killing the woman he was stalking earlier, and Atoya showing up and taunting him about it. Yeah. This one's like even creepier than the l- that one time he like killed the lady and then her soul was just floating there. Yeah, he's like sucks it out of her. Yeah, he like mauls her and then sucks her soul out of her. Yeah. And the Toyos response is, "Oh, I guess you really do eat human humans." Mm-hmm. Man, you're no- you're nothing. You are you are no different than from the fangire. And he's kind of right other than the fact that Jiro is just a different race. Like you're effectively the same. Yeah, you're still a monster that's killing humans. Yeah, I mean, in terms of relationships between people, it does kind of seem like he is pretty much exactly the same. So Toyo wonders if, hey Jiro, are you going to eat Yuri too? And, <laughs> and at Jiro's this point, response I was is... really expecting him to ba- say, "I am going to eat her, but not in that way." But no, nobody says that. <gasps> His response is. Yeah, no, I'm going to hit that so much she's pregnant for the rest of her life. <laughs> and she loves me, and there, so there's nothing you can do about it. And Latoya's response is, hey, bitch, I'm going to headbutt you and then turn to Iksa.
1: <laughs> it's like, hey, I stole your Iksa, so I can Iksa.
0: Yeah, well, I he's, was definitely he's... wondering, like, is Latoya going to bring up, like... So you're a weird cannibalistic monster, ancient monster race person, but, like, you're, you're value monogamy? What's up with that? Uh, wolfman. A dog- I don't think, uh, do, there are some dogs that- dog species that made for life, but I don't think it's super common, is it? Uh, sure.
1: I was assuming it's more like a wolfman stereotype thing than, like, a dog stereotype.
0: Oh, like, well, fucking yeah, Looney Tunes, Wolf- kind of Wolfman? Dog. Sure. Insane.
1: I wasn't actually going anywhere with this. I'm just trying to backpedal explain this. <laughs>
0: <sighs> but yeah, I was pretty surprised when uh they showed Atoya had the, the fist. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's... That's it's... An ad- I did not expect that to happen, honestly. Atoya Trot was trying to fight Jiro without it and was not doing very well. And then he puts on the Iksa suit and is just like... No, this is easy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of walks right over him with the of power. It's like Jiro tries to punch him, but Toya just catches it and is like twisting his fist off to the side, backsands yeah. him away.
1: Yeah, he does like the generic, like, I have reached the next power level.
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. he he has gone Super Saiyan. Uh, and the cliffhanger for the end of this episode is him shooting the big Ieksa punched fireball thing at Jiro. It looks like Jiro's gonna die. Yeah. Yep. Which, there's no dramatic tension there, because, we you know, he doesn't. Yep. <laughs> they need to stop having the cliffhangers in the past. Yeah, it, it, it does. Like, it works at the moment, but then you take five seconds to think about it and go, wait. This this doesn't actually matter. I thought it was actually a pretty cool scene up until I'm like, well, why, why bother with the, the, the cliffhanger here? We know that he lives. Yeah. I mean, maybe I mean, it was
1: just more of like a narrative point rather than like a a cliffhanger
0: point. Yeah, a little bit. Well, but if you were watching it on TV, it would end there, and you would like literally have to wait a week to see the next one. You know, right? It's 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 a, it's a false cliffhanger. It, it television. <laughs> yeah, no. It's it is manufactured for use sake. It's just uh, it's it's just bad narrative flow design, like. Eh. They could do a better job there. That's pretty much it for the past. So back in the future...
1: Nago's the worst. (laughs)
0: Nago is the worst. Uh, (laughs) we We get to see him get blown back after trying to attack Kiva, as Kavat explains the bit for this episode. But instead of Nago writhing in a river, whining about how much of a bitch he is, he's stumbling away under a bridge... Before Megumi tries to help him and be nice, and he just is an asshole and throws her off. Presumably he spent, what, what, most of a day being mad and injured now? Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of nuts. Yeah, I'm like, good for you. You you should, you suck. You should get hurt more. He should, honestly. He really should. Uh, So, Megumi goes to Doesn't it go to... uh, at this point, we go to Megumi, and what's the name of the leader of the Belmont? Shima. Shima, yeah.
1: <laughs> the leader of the Belmonts. The
0: wonderful <laughs> Belmonts, you mean? <laughs> the wonderful Belmont organization. Wonderful Belmont organization. <laughs> um, and she's just like, hey, so Ixa lost. And Shima's response is, yep, yep, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, he is more concerned about his body fat percentage than this conversation he is having. Yeah. Because that's just rude. And he's you know? just like, yeah, no. He doesn't really say anything right now, but it's very obvious that he's like, yeah, no, it, it, like, he expected Eek's little lose at this. Yeah. Point. I was definitely at this point like, "Oh, and Megumi's going to be like, my turn now, right? My turn now, right?" That would be fantastic. <laughs> but she does not do that for some bizarre fucking reason. Yeah. Both Megumi and Yuri kind of are relegated to nothing in these two episodes. Yeah, they're extremely background to the yeah, they're, story. They're there, episodes. but they don't really have any lines. They don't really have any impact. They are there to be window dressing.
1: Yeah, and that sucks. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's, it's seem, it's, they spent like all this time in the previous episodes establishing their motivations and relationships with what's going on. And then it's just, they're just not even going to bring it up. No, because, uh, well, it's, we, we, Chris, we know why they're there now why do we need to do anything else because it would be good drama but chris they're they're not important nago and otoya and wataru are important i do like seeing nago get the shit kicked out of him like i could probably do with a couple more hours of that yeah i want to just see him lose all the time the problem is, is that then I sit and think of the wiki that I'm reading about where Nago ends up, and it's just always disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, well, after the brief gym conversation, get a cool rock concert. Yes. It's Kengo go with jamming. To the one song. Yes, and it, it, the the yeah. band name is now The New Ika Men, instead of just The yeah. Ika Men. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's cool. It's right on. It's right on the. It's on Yeah, Shizuka's bass drum. Yeah, yeah. Taru and uh, what's the name of the the guitarist? Kengo. Kengo, Kengo. That's it. Yeah. So they're jamming, and there is a creepy man in glasses that is watching them. He's he's ooh he's got this big ring on. He's very obviously a fangirl. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, what else could he be?
0: Yeah, it's super obvious from the first frame he shows up on screen. This guy has a fangire, but, you know. And then, let's see what happens next. We get our intro. The intro has changed a little bit. Ixa now appears in it. Yeah. That's about that's, it. That's cool, I guess. It's Yeah, it's like, as long as I don't have to see Nago's stupid face, I like Ixa. Yeah, the Ixa powers are cool. It's a shame that the worst dude has them. Yep. Indeed. Make Megumi Ixa, please. <laughs> why, why would we get something
1: like that? Because am signing it's the an better 11 years later
0: position, petition. Give Megumi the fucking Ixa belt. Well, unfortunately, the show's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to play backseat uh, producer to a show that ended 11 years ago. Yeah.
1: yeah. But the only note written down is just give the women the belt.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, I'm glad it wasn't just me that had that thought. I'm like, um, they just spent the last arc establishing why they won it. Yeah, and you just had the ride, the guy for Ixa lose real bad. Yeah, like arrested. not even, not even like close. Like he didn't even put up a fight. He got fucking bodied. Give someone else a shot at that.
1: <sighs> like I can maybe accept the the just getting bodied. But then he gets arrested afterwards. So like,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's a good like. Well, that's the next. That's like a scene or two later. We'll, we'll get there. But I I do I want to. Shima implies that this is not the first time they've bailed Nago out of prison. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't didn't notice that. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Uh, before that, there's some nice. Uh, Ken- Kengo makes them okonomiyaki. It looks delicious. Kengo has invited Wataru back to his apartment and is making Kengo okonomiyaki, And it There's looks this, delicious. Uh, he's got this poster of, like, a leather-dressed rock band on his wall called Blue Warrior. I spent a few minutes earlier trying to figure out if this was a real band or not, but that name is too generic to find out, unfortunately. Not as far as I could find on any sort of internet, Japanese or American. I did some research. Uh, this entire scene is basically we learn Kengo... kengo is is kind of a one-dimensional character right yeah they established the theme for this this uh two episode i mean i guess it might run another episode or two but kengo has been established the first kengo was established in the very first scene and i kept expecting more from him and he's fun he's a fun character but it's just he has a little bit of development in these scenes but it's still he's kind of just the same person I was wondering if they're gonna, like, give him a backstory or anything that explains, like, why he's so compelled to do this. That would be cool, but I don't really expect it. We just get this... The scene is just Kengo going, yeah, no, it's my childhood dream to rock, and uh, I'm gonna become a pro rocker. You know, we're... You and me... You and me, Wataru, we're gonna break into the music scene together. And Wataru is very surprised. He's like, wait, what? Me? What are you talking about, me? Right. So like, he le- Yeah, he leaves the apartment a bit later and is approached by a guy The dude that was watching him earlier. Yeah, the the guy guy guy. who is obviously a fan guyer. Uh, And he's like, I will make you a pro. You're a diamond in the rough. And um, I understand Wataru not immediately picking up on the fact that this is... Like, if you know Akon, this is the one you know. It's literally, like, the easiest con. Yeah, no, <laughs> trust- Yeah, no, I can make you a star. I just need some money. I, and, like, I, I understand what Taru buying into this, because he doesn't understand people, he's not very thoroughly socialized, believable. But apparently this guy does this a lot. He's been doing it for at least 20 years. And Kengo does not seem like the person who would be gullible enough to buy into this N- in a couple I, scenes down the line. I, I have to disagree. Kengo is totally the exact stereotype that falls for this shit. His blinders are on pretty hard for his, his for his single goal. He's so focused that it doesn't even it doesn't even occur to him that someone would lie to him about this. Now that you bring it up, you're totally right. He is exactly the stereotypical sort of person who would fall for this. But that's why I expect the writers to do better than that and like undercut it or reverse it some way. Well,
1: oh, Chris first problem expecting the writers to do things
0: (laughs) yeah i know Uh, so so this guy is basically doing the thing of no wataru like i i don't the rest of your band isn't important i'm gonna make you a star you're the important one and wataru being the sweet cinnamon bun that he is goes no that's no i don't want to do that but you should totally make kengo a star please i beg you yeah, he's he's uh he explains to him like that's not actually my dream. I'm not that super invested in being a rock star or anything. The uh, the guy is immediately is like, Oh what a waste. What a waste and starts <laughs> drinking his drink aggressively. <laughs> like the next is the next little bit him burning? No. No not. Because it's Wataru that is him burning. And the next little future bit is Wataru taking a bath and de- and talking with Kavat about the fact that Kengo yeah. T- really, really believes in me but I don't really have the same dream as him I don't know if I should talk to him about it Kavat's yeah. like, response is Dude, communication is important
1: <laughs> Talk to well, your com-
0: friends Kavat gives him shit about not pursuing the things that he wants which is, I think, literally what he has said in every scene where they take a bath together Yeah I, I it is That's always the advice he gives him It's good advice every time. It is very adorable that Kavat is washing Wataru's hair. Yeah, his little bat wings are, like, massaging his scalp. It is so cute, and speaks to a level of care that Kavat has for Wataru that is just, like, it warms my soul. Yeah, their, like, intimacy and friendship seems pretty deep. I really want to know where Kavat entered his life from. Yeah, it's... It's just, like, this super casual, no, it's just we're in the bath together we wash each other that's what you do it's it's great it's very cute uh okay so i think the yeah the next bit is with uh kengo comes to wataru's house for the first time Oh well it's you you skipped over the very very short scene we see of the guy who propositioned wataru he's sitting in a dark room burning a picture of wataru while sitting in a high-backed chair in front of an arched oh yeah. he has a table. batman trophy room yeah, yeah he has a batman trophy room with a bunch of pictures and like one item next to each picture it's he's very obviously a fan guy <laughs> holy shit he <laughs> gets nuts and like people i'm and i'm like god people who play play sports sure are fucking gullible because <laughs> <laughs> the large majority of these dreams that he's eaten people for are apparently sports it, related like he I, he's, I saw this the first time and i'm like there's the barge part of me that goes, yeah, he's, well, he's the fan guy, very obviously. And then there was the part of me that goes, man, wouldn't it be cool if he was just a crazy serial killer instead? I am like, mean... not actually a Fangire, and it was... Like, the story tr- was doing a fake-out type of thing. Because this type of behavior where um, a killer takes trophies of their victims like that is that is one of the core way that is one of the main serial killer types is the one that takes the trophy hmm yeah i mean i guess like uh since the fangires each have like an obsession that's kind of this guy's yeah no his obsession is about this desire and passion for achieving a dream he drinks that i guess right Yeah, something like that Which it seems like has kind of maybe been a little bit of a thing for some of the other fangayers But it's way more emphasized with this guy Yeah Right Next is Kengo visiting Taru's house Because Wataru got invited over so he's like, yeah, no, I should invite Kengo over Yep And Kengo appropriately is like, dude, you make violins? What the shit? This is so cool
1: Kengo's just like, "Wow, you do all these things."
0: Yeah, I liked the scene. I liked the scene, uh, scene a lot, actually. Um, basically, what happens is uh, Wataru's like, "Yeah, it, it, my dream isn't actually pursuing rock and roll. It's to make a, a violin as good as my dad's." And at first, Kengo's like, ah, "Man, come on, you're jerking me around. That's stupid." Like, I thought we were in this together. Then Wataru starts playing the violin, and he's and Kengo's immediately like, "Oh, you're right." The, like pursue your own thing like i'm sorry for trying to guilt you like that i was being a dick it is a very obvious through line of yeah no Wataru is atoya's son because this is how atoya always solved his problems it seemed to especially like in the earlier bits it was literally just play the violin and my problems are fixed right and it's kind of neat just to watch kengo as he listens to this violin playing like he starts the playing and he's got this kind of skeptical look on his face and just the more what haru plays the more you see him just kind of subsume himself in it and eventually he's like closing his eyes and just enthralled with it it's real good yeah and by the end of the scene he's like you know uh, i've got my thing you've got your thing i want you to do your thing as much as you can and in, instead of us driving each other towards the same dream we are we are still very very close friends and we drive each other to our individual dreams exactly <gasps> i do like how his like friendship saying as he w- winds up his monologue is one two three four ever. forever. forever yeah, yeah. is really good <gasps> we're gonna be we're, go- we're going to be friends one two three forever it's so fucking cute <laughs> oh i wish kengo was a more diverse character (laughs) yeah yeah the guy playing the guy uh who's playing him does a really good job he makes him a very compelling character yeah he's like kengo is just this heart on his sleeve boisterous happy dude and he is a delight to see on the screen compared to most other people in this show Uh uh-huh like i i guess while i'm talking about acting uh the next bit is when Kongo, uh Kingo runs into the uh, the Fangire, and I think that guy actually does a pretty good job too. I really like the way he conveys the sense of like intense passion and interest, but it's obviously like a pretty thin veneer. Like he does a good job with that. He yeah it, yeah so yes. The next scene is Kango on a bench, basically like reaffirming to himself, man. It doesn't matter. It's 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 a bit sad that Wataru isn't like totally on the same wavelength as me, but that doesn't mean I can give up. We can still do this. And yeah, uh the guy shows up and he does have that very good passion that could almost be mania type of look on his face. It's yeah. cool. it, it makes it plausible that like someone who really cared about something is obviously going to be susceptible to someone who seems this interested in what they care about, too. Yeah. We don't see any more. Of, we don't get to see more of that yet. Next, we need to see Nago almost get run over by a car. How, were you guys also sitting there going, Run fuck him over. Run him the fuck over. Run him the fuck over.
1: I mean, maybe.
0: I was hoping for it, but in the Zeo episodes you watched, there was a, a lady stops a car exactly like this, so I was kind of waiting for it.
1: Uh, she did oh, it way geez. better, though
0: yeah she has heels on and is like actually cool but it's megumi coming out of her normal uh, restaurant place she has obviously just eaten a big meal because she's got a little some i don't know what she's got with her but it's like some like deep fried little croquette or something right Ooh, that sounds good actually
1: right now and i, she I do want to bring
0: up you know um i i know you you didn't you weren't around last time evan but the villain of the, of the Zio episodes was literally a cold-blooded murderer who had a thing for bludgeoning people to death with manhole covers, and I still like them more than Nago. Yeah, that's kind of good. <laughs> the, as she's walking down the street, there's a car that's driving very erratically. And Megumi watches as Nago walks out into the middle of the street and just kind of stares at the car as it drives towards him, and then he puts his foot up. And stops it with a kick. I mean, I guess the guy was probably breaking already. Yeah. And Nago pulls out his little flip thing and is like, "Oh yeah, you're the you're the serial thief, Yae Matsuda." I
1: like his little flip thing more than him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, his palm. He aggressively whips out his palm pilot to check his info. Yeah. And Nago proceeds to like exceedingly violently and you can tell it's it's very before when he was fighting somebody it was like controlled aggression you could still tell he was going too hard but he was you know he at least had a little bit of control this he's just he just beats on this guy and is kicking him and is kicking him and beating him yelling about how no I'm strong no I'm strong <laughs> yeah for sure until the police show up and cuff him and drag him off, and it's the best fucking thing as he's being dragged off, yelling, "I'm go, I'm Nago, get off of me!" Yeah, and the police are going, "Yeah, sure, buddy, whatever." Yeah. yeah, his insistence that, like, "I'm Nago, you can't disrespect me." It's like, oh man, he, he does the actual line. Do you even know who I am? <laughs> but not in like a funny, ironic way, like they did it in Gurren Lagan*. Yeah, it's like the legitimate, like fucking he believes this i I guess uh yeah not that i'm watching this scene again i I, it is kind of interesting that nago's character is like explicitly this person who's driven 100 by ethos like he has virtually no like like logic and passion are not really parts of his life he has just his ethos, he like, has ethos His ethos is the entire thing that encompasses his like life he he, he is batman except an idiot <laughs> except bad <laughs> right like at least batman is motivated by like wanting to help somebody <laughs> yeah it, batman is batman is the same type of insane driven like insane person as nago it's just that a he doesn't try to hide it behind a veneer of no, I'm justice, well, yeah, like the better right the better people who have written Batman know that, like, yes, that is the character, but you you make him compelling by having his him be motivated by something that is relatable interesting Batman is Batman that understands that he's a weird psychopath that he kinda huh? is. not psychopath but the batman is a weird crazy dude
1: aren't we all just weird crazy people
0: yeah a little bit uh so the next future bit is kango is working at a construction site Uh, oh we we did kind of skip over uh megumi standing there and like kind of mocking and gloating over kengo as he gets shoved into a cop car which is a nice moment of victory for her Oh yeah because she she had, she had oh, tried yeah, not, she no. had tried to she had yelled at nago to like oh no watch out nago and then when he was beating the shit out of the guy she came up and tried to stop him and was like dude what are you trying to kill him what are you doing and nago's response was just shut up don't talk to me and like threw her onto the ground right and so she doesn't feel bad at all when he gets arrested, as she shouldn't. She's just yeah. sitting there going, Oh man, I guess he went berserk. Yep, that'll happen when you're a dumbass.
1: Which makes it seem like it isn't the first time it's happened.
0: And we learn that later, it's not. We'll Nago's get there in a dumb, or uh, Nago's dumb. I don't like him. All right. Oh yeah, this is the, this is the bit in where we go to the past at this point and Natoya has his a Toya, woman respect her bit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Kengo is working at a construction site. Wataru walks by and sees him. So they, Kengo takes a break. They sit down and chat, and Wataru learns that Kengo had that guy that was came and scouting. And they're both like, "Yeah, no, okay." Kengo being so passionate about this, and Wataru's response is, "Dude, you're my friend, so I'll help you. I'll I'll work this job with you."
1: Friendship.
0: Friendship is. Right. And Kango is, of course, like, dude, you're my best friend. <laughs> Kango is such a good sweet boy. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, but yeah, they, they start working together and Wataru's like, I'll help you earn the money for, for your thing. Um, there's a cut and he's talking to Shizuka later that night and she's like, uh, man, this is obviously a scam. You started a part-time job? What? Because <laughs> Wataru is down like, in his little basement or his little bedroom area. Putting, I guess heating pads on his shoulders and arms <laughs> yeah he's like covering himself in like first aid spray and heating pads it's very silly but yeah Shizuka is like uh this is this dude's weird if he was going to like set up a show for you why does he need you to make him money first which is, like, a really good question. And Watar yeah. has... Watar's like, it's not nice to be suspicious of people, Shizuka. Jeez. <laughs> and then, yeah. the next scene, we immediately learn why you should be suspicious of this man. Because <laughs> he walks up on this painter. And the painter's like, dude, yeah, no. Um, when are you going to open my exhibit? Because, like, if you need more money, I'll get you more money. And the dude, And his response is, oh, man, your passion's great time to eat you you're delicious Um nom I, nom i, I kind of love this guy too cuz he's extremely stereotypical like he's got the a paint-spattered like oversmock and he is literally holding like a, a a painter's uh what's it called like a pestle painter's like, the, wheel. A mixing board painter's board yeah yeah and like this, he's just he's got the whole aesthetic down this, this is the stereotypical compact. starving artist so is this is the Fangir a rhinoceros? Yes. Yes. Okay, I mean, like... I didn't look it up, but he looks exactly like a rhinoceros. Yes. Yeah. But uh, he transforms and starts menacing, and it cuts back to Kengo and Wataru who are in the middle of their job, and then Wataru is like, "Oh no, Fangir!" and runs away. <laughs> and Kengo is left sitting there going, "Wataru, w- what? You can't just <laughs> Where... leave in the middle of your job. Where are you going?" Not important. Fanguier's uh, to fight. <laughs> I I did think it was pretty neat how uh, this Fanguier, instead of like the, fa- the uh, he does have the stained glass thing going on, but his design is kind of more evocative of like a statue or a gargoyle. Yeah, like a... he feels like it would be part of the actual building part yeah. of the church instead of the window. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a piece of architecture kind of, so. Yeah. The, he Wait a minute, chases... hold on, hold on. Hold oh. on, theory, theory. Are all of the Fangiers from another dragon castle that got, like, smashed into a thousand pieces or something?
1: So if you put together all of the Fangire, they make a castle? They There's, a there's like, a second
0: dragon castle that they can Voltron that, into? That would be neat. <laughs> would be so dumb. <laughs> that would want, be extremely I dumb. I kind of want that to happen. But the fact that they're all, like, kind of look like architectural fixtures, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like... Well, we have seen one giant superpowered building in the show. <laughs> yeah, and don't you that the the yeah there was the Fangire who all oh the this superpowered is, chandelier yeah turned into his servants turned into a superpowered chandelier. So wait, maybe there's more pull to this theory than we once thought. <laughs>
1: hmm. No. No. <laughs>
0: Is this a, no, you've read ahead, and you know that is not the case? Or just a or no, this is this, a no, theory. I if don't, this don't is... want this no, super no, cool just idea just to stop. be real? <laughs> the Fangires are part of a building. It's <laughs> a Fangire castle.
1: No, no, and no, no no, over no, it.
0: no, no, no. That would no. be kind of great if there's, is like a Castlevania thing going on, where they're each, like, a part of an overarching evil... And they all need to be put back together to be ultimately destroyed, like a Simon's Quest sort of deal. Well, I mean why does Castle Dagron? That's what I'm gonna call it. Um why does Castle Dagron eat their souls anyway? Because they need to become part of the castle again. Bam.
1: So um. anyway, Kiva shows up and they fight.
0: <laughs> Uh, Yeah, the rhinoceros uh... chases down the painter and sucks him dry. Yeah, Just as Wataru shows up. Wataru does a bad job of always showing up right as these people get eaten. You know, he needs to work on that. Oh, I mean, he doesn't actually know that there's a Fangire around until they transform. And by the time they transform, they're usually just about to kill the person anyway. And Wataru's... It's, It's true. Wataru's pretty far away. You're, you're not wrong, I just, like, maybe there's, like, a more proactive thing that he could be doing to, like, figure out who's a guy or Maybe. Uh, Wataru starts fighting the Rhino, and it, it doesn't go well. Yeah. He's, no. He's... He gets smashed into a pillar that, like, splinters apart. Yeah. You get to see some early CG of Kiva running into a pillar. And he tries to use uh, the Basha Magnum. It's just the rhino is charging at him. Kiva is shooting him and dodging out of the way and it just doesn't work. And then he gets I guess he gets defeated and I'm not Oh, right. No, he gets knocked He gets knocked against a wall and then the rhinoceros fangire just disappears. Yeah, he just takes off. Yep, he just leaves.
1: He just GTFOs. And, uh,
0: that's the end of so that's 13. the end of Daddy Fight. The end of Daddy <laughs> incomplete Fight. Incomplete Daddy Fight. Yeah, because neither of these fights actually finished. They were both incomplete. I that Oh my god, is me, the but... literal incomplete Daddy Fight talking about Atoya because Daddy's fight is incomplete? <laughs> I, I, I guess so. Sure. <sighs> Man, at least I get to make fisting jokes for the next episode. That, that's Fist true. Fist on!
1: There's a lot of fisting jokes next episode. Yeah. Next episode's called "Pop and Circumstance."
0: Thunderstrike, Purple Eye. Wow, oh, very good. The trivia for this episode is much better than "Rock and Roll means Rock and Roll." It's uh, <laughs> it is about how if you put one of the parts of the kanji for uh, ephemeral next to the uh, kanji for human, then it becomes. Or no wait, it's dream- If you put part of dream next to part of human, it becomes ephemeral. And isn't that just speaking towards how fragile human dreams can be? Right. Which is a much better trivia than yeah. the last one. I don't
1: know, did you know why rock and roll is rock and roll? Because <laughs> yeah.
0: rock means to rock, and roll means to roll. You got it. So the end of the cliffhanger of the previous episode is uh, Jiro jumps out of the way. Big yeah. big shock there. Uh, Jiro jumps out of the way and then runs away. <laughs>
1: Which is good because then Atoya immediately passes out.
0: Yeah, it, Atoya gets out of the Atoya comes out of the Iksa, and he's like, "Man, this thing's pretty amazing." Oh God, my body's rejecting. <laughs> I really—it's it, a really funny bit. Just yeah, he's like, "Oh man, this power sure is awesome. I can kick he ass immediately at this." Oh God, God I'm dying. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It's God. This show is like. Alter I, I have fun when we talk about it because then i think of the things that i actually enjoyed in the show but then this, like most of it is just ugh. uh ugh. yeah it, it's definitely something that like the details and the production design are way better than like uh, the, the individual scripting story. and the overall arc of the narrative like like yeah like any character stories are either really neat and interesting or oh that's kind of scummy yeah i mean i've kind of liked like the fangires mostly have been kind of interesting i want to know more about them the fangires are kind of the most interesting characters in this show right right the thing is is the fangires are work as characters because the way that they are established means that they, they convey effective drama very quickly. They have a motivation. They have something they need. In order to, like, make those things come together, they have to overcome something and usually hurt somebody else. There's drama and conflict built into the concept of Fangire. Yeah. It's just... It, it, it just works well inherently because um, they're basically vampires, and vampires are a good fiction trope. There's a reason that we've been writing them for like 300 years now. Yep. But, uh, yeah, the rest of everything else, the writer had could just do whatever he wanted, and, uh, whatever he wanted, uh, y- yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. I don't know. <laughs> the next little past bit. Is right after a really good scene transition, where it's like looking at the wall of the shop where, in the future, there's like how many are there? There's like commemorative plates that owner paints every year. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and most of them fade away to show that we're back in the past. Yeah. Uh, where Jiro has come back to the wonderful Azor organization is like so. Otoya stole Ixa. And he beats me up because I guess he doesn't like me. Wall. Um, <laughs> and the owner's
1: like, "What, Jiro? The person who likes my copy and likes my coffee and loves this idol?"
0: Well, it's Yuri is frustrated that Atoya has Ixa, and Shima is like, "Man, this is like the first time you've messed up. This is weird. That's really rare." And yeah, then owner was like, "No." Stop picking on him, Shima. Nobody who likes coffee and it isn't is an Onyako an fan can be bad and like pulls out a fret of me- uh, a like a, someone, a fan club membership card. No, I'm just going to start too. assuming that Yuri and Megumi are actually extremely competent, but Shima's ineffective man- management just ruins everything for the Elsor organization. The problem is, I would agree with you if. The literal first episode of the show wasn't Yuri failing. That was probably Shima's fault. Yeah.
1: I do like blaming Shima for everything.
0: I, I'm only slightly it... joking, but uh, Shima... I, I am serious of the fact that Shima doesn't seem to, like, care about anything or be good at anything... He's in an, a secret organization that like trades in apparent in like uh you know hidden knowledge, but he doesn't like tell any of the people who are actually gonna be doing anything what that is. He just kind of like cryptically keeps it to himself. Have we ever seen the wonderful Azora organization actually succeed at something? uh not yet. maybe he's just so used to failure he doesn't care <laughs> anymore
1: who knows?
0: Maybe he takes that stuff about, uh, that you hear when you work in, uh, retail, where they're like, they're not problems, they're opportunities. And he's Jesus. just taken that extremely to heart. He's, he's fucking, he's an uber-capitalist. <laughs> uh, I hate this. <laughs> this is just your reminder that Common Rider Hillary is still technically alive, and a thing in Kamen Rider Zero-One. Thanks. A wonderful a. Azor organization is actually an economical idea. I so, mean, what do Yuri they do? He
1: tries to call Atoya <laughs> to get back the Ixa device, and uh, Atoya appears up right behind her.
0: It's just like, hey, baby, what's up? Yeah, no, come on, love on me. Hey. As she's running up and like do- giving him a pat down looking for the Ixa suit, it's like, where's this Ixa suit? She's like, oh, you're much more forward today than usual. He's like, no, I, I can't give it back to you yet. I have to f- fight a monster. You know, I have to fight that Jiro dude who, who, man, he just wants to impregnate you with his babies.
1: Yeah, he does pretty much straight out monster brats.
0: Yeah, it's, the line is literally, no, I need to exterminate a monster. It's Jiro. He wants, to, or what is it? He wants you to bear his brats. Monster brats. Is it talking the only character in the show who is like, tells people about it when he learns things? Probably, but nobody believes him ever because of yeah. his personality. Yeah,
1: no one believes him because everybody thinks he's
0: an idiot. Yeah, everyone thinks he's an idiot, but he's, like, actually the only honest person in the entire setting. Yeah. Uh, she even starts, like, you need to... She even tries to appeal to his safety, like, you need to give it back. It's really dangerous. Like, you used it. Are, are you actually okay? <laughs> and Atoya uses it a moment to go, actually, you know... I'm better than okay. I'm better than. Zero. I cannot die. <laughs> I'm immortal.
1: <laughs> and there, yeah, because then Yuri calls back, and she's like, "Hey, uh, he's fine.
0: He seems. Can he like use the Elixir system without hurting himself? This is weird."
1: And he shows him in the background like dancing and stuff.
0: Yeah there 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 has been a group of three guys like doing an aerobics, like a, a weird either kung fu aerobics thing and Atoya has joined them and is mimicking them and yuri makes the yuri uses the japanese stupid superstition that Atoya's not getting sick because he's stupid
1: <laughs> cut to Atoya being sick in the bathroom
0: yeah cut to Atoya literally having his body eat itself in pain as he's writhing in the bathroom like oh fuck this is terrible god cut to him coming out of the bathroom hey baby what's up how you doing it is very obviously a thing of, no, you can't show any weakness in front of a woman. Because, no. You can't do that. Yeah, I mean, I think he just wants Yuri to think he's cool. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it is definitely the I want you to think I'm cool thing. Which, uh, he, that ship already sailed, unfortunately, but <laughs> Atoya is not one to give up. Yeah. The... That's true. As he leaves the bathroom, the uh, the Fangire, w- uh, in the past, like, he, you know, he, yeah. He walks by. It's the by. same guy. He walks by, and he's, like, meets up with a guy who is playing baseball by himself. He's practicing pitching, I think. Yep. Um, and it's, uh, we, we get, get to now see that he... This fangar has been running this scam for at least 20 years. Yeah, the guy hands him an envelope of money, and he's like, oh, thanks, time to eat you. Uh, When can I become a pro? Because you said you'd get me on a team. And the guy's like, yeah, no, this amount of money shows that your passion's true, so now I'm going to eat you. Yum. Delicious. I'm disappointed that they didn't indicate that he needed to, like upgrade his scam or like revise his approach at any point over the past 20 years i do like um right before the rhinoceros transformation or rhinoceros Vanguard transforms and he's talking to the guy every single time he's transformed is talking about this passion he has this nice bit where it's a, it's usually a slow zoom in on his face he says a first half of a phrase like from the bottom of my heart he licks his lips and his eyes flash as his the uh, stained glass comes up his neck and says this oh i'm gonna eat you or it's from the bottom of my heart i will taste uh, let me taste that passion yeah. let me taste that passion as a good villain line it's, yeah and he just and he sucks the yellow juices out of the oh no i'm sorry they're pink this time he sucks the pink yeah. juices out of this uh, baseball player and steals his baseball well it's more like he sh- the It's more like his fangs hit the guy and, like, a bunch of, like, little laser light orbs fly out of him into the fangir. Yeah, it says life force or his passion or something. It's whatever the fangirs eat. We don't know what it actually is yet. Yeah, they haven't actually said if all the fangires eat the same thing or not. It's
1: whatever the plot wants it to be.
0: Yep. I assume
1: it's it's just life force. The first
0: fangirs didn't absorb those little lights. Yeah, so they haven't been super clear about that, but... I guess we'll find out eventually. Maybe
1: they just upgraded the effects. What
0: was that noise? It's possible. Yeah, maybe they had more time to get the CGI done. Oh, he burps. That's what it is. I do, the touch of him burping after he eats the guy is kind yeah, of He nice He touch. picks up the guy's baseball and the, like. he does a little hiccup and burps. Yep. We get to see his uh, shrine in the Atelier Dreams, which is it, uh, a table that has- is this where they, they cut the previous th- version of it with the current version of it? Yeah, this, this is his early version that only has the one-arched table, and then he, like, sits down in this super high back chair talking about how this is a graveyard of dreams, and it's wonderful, and he laughs like a maniac. Then it does a nice scene transition where three more tables get added in, and he walks in with uh, Kengo's picture. Is like, oh, this is going to be great. Right. Yeah, th- I think this is where I noticed that most of the dreams uh, involve sports equipment. Right. I think one of them is, like, a kitchen knife, and then there's, like, the, the artist mixing board. Let's see this slope All right, we've got, starting from the right, it looks like we have some type of, like, feather boa. I don't know, like, maybe a dancer. I don't know what it would be for. Uh, tabletop, tennis paddle. It's probably just because I was played, uh, Yakuza 0 recently, but I assume those are from the bubble period. When everyone wanted to, like, wear wear elaborate stuff to try to get scouted as actors and stuff. Then we have a tea mixer from a tea ceremony. Some ballet shoes. A rugby football with a helmet. A... I think that's, like, woodworking tools... Oh, yeah, yeah, I think it's a, it's a chisel and awl, I believe. Yeah, and then, like, a dancer's fans, a tennis racket. I do like how he has eaten both a ping pong guy and a tennis guy. Yeah, I think those are, like, sewing tools? I don't know what that one is. Uh, There's a microphone, there is some shogi pieces, there is a karate gi, there is a doctor's stethoscope. There is a boxer's head guard. Wait, how in the world would this scam work on a on someone who wanted to be a doctor? You just have to go to medical school for that. I have n- I have no idea.
1: Maybe it was uh getting into like the
0: specialist uh, medical school. I guess that makes sense. Like maybe somebody failed the test or something, and he was like, "No, oh, I can let you take the test again." Golf club, like a pottery jug. Someone made a nice pot. Uh, the Ping Pong Paddle reminds me, uh, if you if anyone listening has not watched it, you should watch Ping Pong, the animation, because it is really, really, really good. Yeah. It's the best sports anime ever.
1: Mm, I don't know if it's the best sports anime ever. There's a lot of good sports anime.
0: That's Shield 21 you have a, is the best. Do you have a favorite that, over Ping Pong? Eye Shield uh, 21.
1: I mean, I really like Yolusha Paddle kaiji's
0: a sports anime at this point right like kaiji was always a sports anime it's just the sports is shogi
1: so yeah kaiji is is my answer then
0: kaiji i'm not sure kaiji counts they play a lot of different things what about akagi then uh yeah Akagi's an interesting suggestion but it's more of like a gangster show than like an actual exclusive sports show
1: they only yeah. play mahjong in that show chris it's true, okay.
0: it's true. Well, they do play Russian
1: Roulette at one point, if we count that as a different game. Uh, All right. That's like in like the first part of the first episode before the Mahjong starts.
0: No, then they play, they play Chicken before the Mahjong starts. He plays oh Russian God. Roulette against Ishikawa in like episode six or something.
1: Now I just want to rewatch that show.
0: Akagi's really fucking good. You gotta finish Kiva, though. Oh, yeah, that's right, Kiva. Uh, sands in the Depths of Hell are magical sands, but yeah, let's talk more about Kiva. Uh, Next past bit is Atoya and Yuri are actually at the monster's little underbridge area where Atoya is getting a back massage from Franken.
1: Franken probably gives good back
0: massages. And then Franken goes over and starts giving a shoulder massage to Yuri and he's doing a much better job on Yuri. (laughs) Because I think he totally knows that, oh yeah, no, this is the dude that Jiro wants to kill so let's hurt let's hurt his back and yuri is sitting there getting her shoulders massaged by franken as merman is buffing her shoes this is like there's a line in here about how he's extremely good at regulating his strength or something like that well it's yeah it merman is buffing his shoe buffing her shoes he's like oh yeah shoe polish shoe shoe polishing service she asks how old he is and he's like oh i'm 103 105 and both yuri and atoya giggle and They're like, "Oh, you're silly. You're being a silly young boy." I definitely wonder, like, why does a Oto- why is Atoya skeptical of that? He now knows that that is a thing. Yuri, Yuri tips him a thousand yen. That's really nice of her.
1: Yeah, yeah, she thought the joke was funny.
0: Yeah, uh, but then we see that Jiro has apparently been sneak has been hiding up on the roof, <laughs> just as Atoya and. Yuri, we're there. He's just been lying on the roof up above, like hey, da, da, da. yeah. Uh, both Franken guy and Mur guy agree that 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 uh, Yuri is hot, and she yeah. is a good choice for uh, extending their species. You should totally give her lots of babies. She's a good idea, and I I think Franken is Franken. I think is. Who, he talks very, very slowly, and he says jealous. I think he's saying towards it, Merman that Merman is jealous, or he's jealous of Jiro, right. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's not clear.
1: And then Jiro's like, hey, help me beat up Atoya. I need a favor, guys.
0: <laughs> but uh, the next bit is Yuri has had went and gotten some drinks for her and Atoya. Yeah. And Atoya has disappeared because he apparently had to go to the nearby forest so he could be in pain. Right. <laughs> yeah, and he left his violin case, which he, like, never leaves. Yeah. He was in that much pain. But uh, Jiro shows up and taunts him. He's like, man, it's obvious you're in pain. Give me Ixa. Come on, just give it back.
1: And is like, nuh-uh.
0: I'll make your death easy. So, yeah, Toya's like, nuh-uh. I'm going to transform and beat you up. Which he does. And he does. for It's... It is very obvious that Ikza is obviously more powerful than Jiro, right? In his fangir, in his Wolfen form, which raises some questions about like, uh, okay, the Fangiers are probably a little stronger than the monster people because they've managed to like kill them, but uh, if Kiva is stronger than Iksa, then where is his power coming from? No idea.
1: It's coming from Kivat, who's biting him, and then he's putting it in the belt.
0: Right, but like... You've seen the show! No, I I don't mean literally. <laughs> How does he turn into common Rider Kiva? I mean, if there's like, we've got technological power, and then this mystical power that comes... That's like the descent of ancient monster races. Well, I mean, we, t- we technically don't know where Kiva is from yet, because he hasn't shown up in the past. I mean, it's... <sighs> His visual motif indicates that he's some variant of Fangire, though. Yes, but we don't know what yet. So I'm right, I, right. I'm hoping it'll come up, but we'll see. Just if the technology is better than like all the rest of these monster people, I wonder like what, um, why did Wataru end up with something that's even stronger than that, or yeah. how did he?
1: Because the offspring of Fangire and human is the most powerful combination. <laughs> it, yeah, that's right. Prob-
0: I. I I actually would not be surprised if it's literally the thing of, no, half-breeds are just stronger. Do you think Jiro's his dad? Oh, no, wait, right. No, is his dad. That is just... Well, I mean... Jiro is his mom. That would be interesting. <laughs> that the show would have to take a lot of turns, but... I mean, not really. That could kind of just happen. Uh, so the past ends with, it looks like, it looks like Atoya is going to like kill Jiro. He's got him on the ground and his foot's on him, and then he gets shot in the chest by Merman. Yep, and basically two on one, Ixa loses. Especially because it, the belt decides, nah, this is a time to finish. We're done Fine. Yeah,
1: I have to, ex- I have to extinguish my ventilation.
0: You've used up your your three minutes of power or whatever. Yep. And uh, the scene ends with him de-transforming, Jiro stomping on him, yelling "Die," as Merman pokes Wata- pokes Atoya in the leg with a stick. That is really good. It's very silly. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, he's just there giggling, poking Atoya with a stick. I love. Wow, it. that is <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, because they approach him when he's like lying on the ground, extremely threateningly. Yeah. And that's the past bit. There will be some interesting future stuff in the next episodes, but we'll see. I don't know.
1: In the future, Wataru continues working his job. Yes.
0: And uh, Shizuka is watching him.
1: Yep. Shizuka's like, I'm going to figure this shit out. And then Shizuka pulls in the help of Megumi to be like, Wataru, this, this obviously is not good. People are disappearing around this guy. Come on. Uh, First
0: first we have to go back to Kengo's apartment where Kengo is treating Wataru to instant ramen. Yeah. Their friendship is very cute. (laughs) It's so good. It is so sweet and pure and it's just I love it. I hope Kengo stays a character as Wataru's friend and doesn't die or become evil. Or both. Yeah. Because it's Wataru tells him, like, you know, uh, Kengo says, what are you saying? I'm the one who should be thanking you. I'm the, you know, you're helping me. You are helping me with my dream to become a pro at getting the money. And Wataru's response is, you know, if you achieve your dream, that would make me happy. That would make me happy, too. And Kengo is, oh, you make me cry, Wataru. You're my best friend.
1: No, you're the better friend. No, you're the better
0: friend. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And, yeah, yeah, they're annoying his downstairs neighbor. Because because Kengo getting so embroiled by Wataru's friendship passion is like, Ah, oh, I gotta play guitar, because that's what I do. He's just gotta rock out. Yeah. And we learn, oh god, how much money is that? That's a lot of money. Uh, It looks like each one's a hundred. Uh, one, two, three, 10, four, 000. five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 30, 14 15, 16, 17. That is 20,000 20, yeah. yen. Or 200,000 yen. That's a lot of money. Wow. Yeah, roughly, uh, it's like 2,000 plus dollars. Yeah, just about. Um, and yeah, that's the money Kango has gotten from his job that he's given to this creepy dude. And the, it's basically like hey, thanks for the money. Keep working hard. Uh, oh no! Yeah, no, your pro thing. Yeah, no, that's that's coming very soon. Yeah, I gotta make a whole bunch of preparations. Yep. Mhm. I gotta see more of your passion. Just keep making me money. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Just just keep going. It'll be fine. Kengo, of course, is like, yeah, I'll do it.
1: Surely this will be fine.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next, we learn that Nago has been arrested multiple times. Yeah. And is kid make trouble. Because we are we are in Cafe Maldemore with Shima sitting down with Nago, like, Nago Or please make this the last time we have police trouble, Nago kun And it's right. like and Nago's just scoffing, He's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I did I I didn't do nothing.
1: I didn't lose to Kiva.
0: Iksa lost, not me. Yeah, well it's then Shima is like so... Are you being such... Like, not actually, but the line is, Are you being such a whiny baby because you lost to Kiva? I didn't lose!
1: And both so, of them, I didn't like... I in the background just being like, yes, yes. And the boss is like, understood, understood.
0: Yeah, there, it, it is very obvious. It feels like mom and dad are sitting here comforting the pouty baby. <laughs> I did think it was, uh, for a while I thought of this scene, like, why is there, like, a tiger or a electronic handheld of a motorcycle handle sitting on the That's table? the BMI thing. Right, it, it took me a minute to remember, like, oh yeah, it's their weird BMI measuring thingy. The, then Shima brings up, apparently, this thing of, like, hey, hey, son, I know you're a shitheel, but here's a new toy. What if I told you you don't actually don't know everything about Ixa and that Ixa's gonna get a new power soon? Yeah, it might be more powerful than Kiva. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to you because I make terrible decisions.
1: What if I told you we made Ixa a giant bulldozer?
0: It literally is just. You know what it looks like? It looks like fucking whatever that giant backhoe monster looks like for Pokemon Uranium. Uh, yeah, we see it at the end of this episode, and it's super unclear exactly how this is supposed to help them beat Common Raider Kiva. Well, it's... you know how
1: Kiva had his giant bike thing? That's
0: his giant bike thing. But he doesn't have a giant bike thing. He just has a giant Moai head. Whatever. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> I, and he barely even used the giant bike thing. He mostly just, like, you know, beat the shit out of uh, Nago. He just kicked him. He didn't even use it. Just made his bike go faster, I yeah, guess. He didn't even use any of his power-ups or anything. It'll be fine, probably. Man, I really hope it's a continuous thing of Nago coming back with, I've got a new power for Iksa. I'll finally be able to beat you this time. That would be pretty funny if Iksa keeps showing up with new powers and and uh, Watari just easily handles them with the powers that were already introduced like a while ago for him. I would like that a lot. Uh so the next little future bit is the fun scene transition after the Fangire is in his fortress of broken, dr- his boulevard of broken dreams. Um, <laughs> his dream graveyard, park. if you will. Yeah. Or he's bringing in Kengo's picture. He's like, oh, yeah, very soon. Very soon. And then it goes back to Cafe Maldemore, where Megumi is going up to Wataru and is like, Wataru? this strange man who's saying you should work and give him money people disappear this is a total fucking scam it like, should uh, stop hey that guy who's obviously scamming you and a fangire yeah uh he's obviously scamming you and he's probably a fangire it's like it's many youths who are involved with him have disappeared he might be a fangire yeah Wataru's response is to go to Kengo, his friend, and being like, dude, I think this is a scam. This is weird. And Kengo, of course, is like, nah, dude, you're just jealous. This is just because my your, my dream is coming true first. If you're going to be like this, Wataru, I don't need your help anymore. And he throws dirt at him. And it's yeah. like, fucking Kengo, come on. Like, ugh, this really? is literally the thing that happens in every, like, band biopic where they someone sells out or whatever this or is, something. This like... is so stereotypical, and you did not give any indication that you would act like this. Well, actually, that's kind of not true, considering the fact that his first band just left while he's super focused on being a star.
1: Kengo, just like, whatever emotion he is feeling at that time is what he's going to do.
0: Kengo is just very... <laughs> He is very one-dimensional.
1: Kengo is very pure. What makes
0: him endearing is the way he like wholeheartedly gives himself over to the friendship and stuff. And when he's like, uh, I when I expect when he hears this, he's gonna be like, "Oh, well, friendship is more important to me than you know this random thing that came in up recently and seems pretty shady anyway." So I'll definitely trust you. But that's not what they do. <gasps> yeah, it it felt like Kengo would be more. Actually, no, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm realizing, no, it's not that I legitimately thought Kengo would be more a thing. I was hoping that Kengo would not be the type of person to swap immediately like that. It's the sort of thing where the more interesting option is right there and very obvious, and I keep expecting them to choose it, and they don't. They never do. <laughs> but yeah, it's the next little bit is Shima taking nago to a random warehouse somewhere where there is a giant backhoe that is on balls (laughs) what did you say it was a giant
1: backhoe on balls
0: okay yeah Uh, i know yeah garrett called it a bulldozer and i'm like it looks more like a small crane that's on like hover modules or something yeah it's it, it's super unclear, like, what is this thing supposed to do? It, I guess the the top part kind of looks like a dinosaur head, so that's cool. <laughs> dinosaurs
1: are indeed cool.
0: Yeah, it's true. The dinosaurs make everything better. Next is Kengo talking with the Fangire. And apparently, Wataru got to him a little bit, because he's like, Dude, are you actually going to... You're actually going to debut me, and you're not just going to, like, have me make you all this money and, like, run away, are you? Because that'd be really shitty. And, of course, the Fangire uses the manipulation tactic of, oh, well, if you're going to suspect me, I guess I'll just leave, and you're not actually dedicated enough.
1: Don't you believe me? Aren't you The next step enough? of the
0: scam that, like, literally everyone knows, you threaten to withdraw, and then, like, it makes people buy in more. Yeah. And, yeah, it... Kengo is just like, no, I'll I'll do it. Yeah, no, my passion, shake up the everything,
1: rock and roll. Rock, woo.
0: And so Wataru decides to follow the Fangire back to his home. They don't know he's a Fangire, but we're just calling him Fangire, because it's he's never named. Um, the, the the annoying thing about this is like, for me personally, I don't know, but I don't I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm not like a suspicious or. Like, I generally trust people, and I'm not very skeptical of people in general, but, like, this is so fucking obvious that it's really annoying that this many people have succumbed to it fully. It's so weird. The the Wataru basically follows the Fangire back, finds the Fangire shrine, and is freaking out. And the Fangire's like, oh yeah, no, isn't this wonderful? Isn't this boulevard great? Oh, man. All right, time to kill you now because you found my shit. Yeah, he's got like a little rock garden with some statues at the other end of the room.
1: Yeah, it's a very nice setup.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely was like, wait, they only used half of the set for almost all of this? But, okay. Yeah, I guess. Duh. Then Wataru finally discovers, finds Kengo's picture and is like, oh no, you're going to attack Kengo. I w- this is unacceptable that you want to hurt my friend.
1: How dare you hurt my friend? I only have, like, three of them.
0: I, I definitely like this, because it's the... I-, I It's the first time that Wataru has gone after a Fangire, really. Yeah, it's, it is the first time a Fangire has, like, attacked someone that he cares about. Yeah. Right, right. It's just been people before. This is the first time it's, like, an actual friend. The Fangire transforms, which causes bloody rose to go off, so Kivat's like, hey I gotta go! And he has to spend however long it is flying here while Wataru gets thrown around a bit. Yeah. And uh when Kivat finally shows up, Wataru's like, I will not let this happen. And he's got like this extremely like Bishonen sexy smolder thing going on. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the he's doing the I'ma tilt my head down and stare at you through my bangs. And give you the smolder. He's <laughs> just like he's, I he's, cannot
1: forgive this one.
0: He's he's given a hard blue velvet here. It's real good. <laughs> yeah, but so he turns in uh, turns into Kiva. They start fighting. Uh, he's not doing great initially. It's it's very obvious that like he's he's able to punch and hit the rhino, the Fangire, but they're they're not doing anything.
1: Yeah, it's not working super well.
0: Uh, he ends up throwing the rhinoceros. Fangire off the building and the rhinoceros runs away to go kill Kengo for yeah. some reason. Yeah, the, the rhino finds Kengo. I, I guess he feels like he needs to close this case right now before the guy gets away or something. Cause, cause Kengo is practicing alone in the warehouse. Right. Because so, all of his friends are gone. Hey guys, hey guys.
1: Did you know Kiva was based off of a
0: bat? <laughs> Oh, yeah, because bats hang upside down? Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. remember reading about that once. Because, uh, Fangire shows up and is like, oh, yeah, your passion's great. I'm going to eat that passion. And he starts stalking towards Kengo, and then Kiva, like, leans down from top screen, upside down, like, oh, like a bat, and punches him in the face. <laughs> It's very silly. It's very silly. It is very, very silly. He, I think he doesn't he literally knock him into a giant pile of feathers at this point because like there's a bunch of feathers flying around for the next part of the scene. It, he, when he kicks him off the railing and downstairs into a fight, yeah, there is a. It's Kiva gets knocked into a box which proceeds to burst into feathers. <laughs> very dramatic and good. For and people. then it's just raining feathers for the rest of the scene as uh, Kiva and the rhino fight down below as Kango is up above going, What the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Yeah, Kiva gets thrown into a a car disposal junkyard area, you know, that was nearby, presumably. Kiva tries to kick the rhino, but the rhino just throws him and then starts curb stomping him.
1: And that's when a purple form happens. Yeah,
0: because we get... It's time for the big rubber fist of love.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: yeah, Kavat says use power to counter power. I'm like, uh, that, I'm not sure if that makes sense, Kavat, but okay.
1: Um, remember how that 100% worked in Kuga?
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I, I guess it works in Zio too, because they always have to use the same power to beat that power. Or at I least they did it... until they just got stronger.
1: I guess it works all of the time.
0: <laughs> so it is, it is the Doga Hammer, which is this, this, this very, very deep bah! call. And we get to see the inside of uh, the castle where Jiro and Merman are kind of frustrated. They're like, oh man, it's not us. And Franken picks up one of the pawns from the chessboard and just like crushes it down into dust. He's so excited. He he se- he does not seem excited to be going outside. He seems frustrated. Uh, no, I think he's excited. <laughs> yeah, I think he he just uh is like uh oh, strength can't be contained because that's like Yes. But uh he transforms and flies out of the castle. He he turns into a um, a man. giant fist <laughs> on a on a stick. Well, before that I forget the name of the mummy guy from Darkstalkers, but, like, he has, like, a sarcophagus form. And this guy turns yeah. into something that looks very similar initially, but purple. But th- but this giant maul hammer that's just a giant fist comes down, and Kiva grabs it with both arms, and both arms turn purple. And he gets, like, this almost samurai-like armor? Gauntlets? It's, like, I don't know the design of the armor. It's weird. It looks kind of like a rook to me. It's very blocky. Yeah, it's like blocky and angular. Yeah. And at the end of this episode, I mean, okay, spoilers, I guess, but they introduced that the next episode is going to introduce something involving chess theming. So I'm guessing that the monster guys have chess, like the armor is supposed to be vaguely chess themed too, because this one looks kind of look rook-like. Maybe. Maybe.
1: I like this Uh, one best out of the three. Yeah. I do too,
0: yeah. Uh, I definitely, uh, one thing that bothered me in Kuga was that once they introduced the purple form, uh, it kind of seemed like that was just the best form. Like, other than the very few times he needed to use green, it just kind of seemed better than the others, like a straight upgrade. This kind of feels the same way sort of I mean he he used the wolf versus the guy with super speed and I could definitely the way he moves with this it seems like it would not be effective against a fast opponent so That is true. I do kind of like that it doesn't obviate the previous transformations that's uh you know good. He comes out of the transformation and like he's dragging the hammer fist hammer along the ground it and it's sparking as he drags it it's doing a very good job of like no this is heavy as shit yeah, it, it does Toku Sparks of impact just from dragging it along the ground. Yeah, so. it's super cool. And as Kiva... Sta- I, I like the... It's giving me another implication that when Kiva fuses with the different monsters, like, part of their personality is comes out with it. Right. Which is very right. yeah very obvious, because as Kiva's stalking forward, he's doing like the, I'm gonna roll my shoulders, I'm gonna roll my neck, look at my huge fucking muscles, you can't do shit to me. It's also a, a nice little bit because the rhino, when the rhino comes right at him and he's still dragging the hammer, it looks like uh, like he doesn't he doesn't uh, react the way that he had been up until that point. He just like puts up his his left hand has uh, like a greave on it, like a big shield greave kind of or yeah. yeah, that he just blocks it with, and it looks like it's now now that he's upgraded into this form, it's not even a big deal. Like he's yeah. way way stronger now like he he punches he forces the rhino back so he can smack him with the hammer just by kind of palming his chest and going no right and then starts swinging his big massive purple rubber fist of love um and bashing the shit out of this rhino
1: and then we get and to see it's... the finisher where he makes an even a bigger fist
0: yeah it's uh to to describe this it's if you've ever played or seen the niche wii u action game wonderful 101 it makes a giant mystical fist that he uses to punch the enemy with i didn't get far enough in that to get that power that is the very first power you get oh okay well i didn't play very much of it (laughs) not very many people did it's one of those i've been meaning to go back to because i do love platinum games but just, that that just it put it on the switch, please. Um, but yeah, so he does this super where he smacks the fist down into the ground, and the fist opens so that you can see the palm, and there's an eye yeah, in the palm. It's really cool. That opens and freezes the rhino. And then Kiva just shatters him. The The fact that the super move for the hammer is just big hammer, uh, it reminded me a little bit of uh, in, in Yu Yu Hakusho... When Kuwabara, his super move is, is just Spirit Sword, Sword get longer. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it is very much a thing of, no, just use more power, though. <laughs> yeah, just like, the same thing, but more. Yep. No, that's the end of this episode. That's the end of the future bit with Wataru looking the most kind of frustrated after a fight that he's ever done. Yeah. I do love how this monster just looks... Just, he gets fucking like obliterated by this fist it's not like he's taken gradual damage it's just one big just fucking it's like he shattered a fragile piece of glass yeah i mean he had he'd been frozen by the eye but other than that it was just nope just smack and shatter it's very very good it is yeah you know having talked about this i think i enjoyed these episodes a little more than i initially thought there's good parts to them, but... Yeah, they're not the worst. They, they could be better, but, you know, they could easily, easily have been better. <gasps> to me, these feel like the weakest set of two episodes we've seen. I, I do. don't know if they're the weakest. I mean, mm, I'm unsure. It's, stuff happens, but it's like, eh. Some of the earlier ones were pretty bad. <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> Anywho, this was a podcast on the internet at uh, journeythroughduckcast.com where there's links to things like iTunes where you can rate and review us. There's an email link and all sorts of other stuff. Twitter links.
0: All that stuff. We should be back next week with um, probably more Kiva. More Kiva? Yeah, we should probably catch up on some more Kiva.
1: More Kiva sounds good.
0: We've been doing a lot of ZL lately. We have.
1: And now that we've shortened, shortened up the Kiva, we can do more Kiva. Uh, so yeah. Also, we went as long on this Kiva as we would have about
0: four. Whoops. No, we would have been going for another half hour if we were doing four. Definitely. We, when we do four, we always get to the hour and a half mark, and then are like, shit, we need to speed this up.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I guess that's true.
0: And then we do the next two significantly quicker than the first two. Yeah, so just stay away from creepy men who say they're going to help you make it big. Don't
1: fall for scams.
0: Because they want to suck out your life juices. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we've just been a passing through podcast. Remember that.